Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to Conversation Time. I started this podcast a few months ago because I wanted to have a space where I could talk about things that I think are really important and have conversations that are really open, really honest and that people listening can relate to. I wanted this to be a place where you feel more normal about things that you're going through and just somewhere that you're not afraid to say how you really feel. And with that being said, I really wanted to open up today a conversation about my dad. So in 2016, around December, just before Christmas, my dad was diagnosed with dementia. His specific dementia is Pick's disease, frontotemporal dementia, FTD. And when my dad was diagnosed, I had no idea how that would affect my family. I've spoken about this on Instagram before, so you may have seen my post, but I just wanted to elaborate this on just speak very openly and honestly about my experience with my dad having dementia. I will warn you, I probably am going to find talking about this very emotional. So if my voice sounds like it's wavering a little bit, I really do apologize for that. Obviously, this is still a very sensitive subject to me and it's something that I feel like I'm only really processing now. So in 2016, when my dad was diagnosed, I was 23 years old, about to turn 24. It was something that I never expected to experience at that age. I had my grandfather diagnosed with Alzheimer's when I was a lot, lot younger. He died in 2011 when I was 18. And that for me was a very difficult experience. I was quite young at the time, so I didn't know an awful lot about Alzheimer's and how it affected everyone and what it did to you as a person and what it did to them as a person. So it was quite difficult to come to terms with. But when it was my dad at the age of 23, that was a very big pill to swallow. Just just the word dementia itself is something that carries a lot of emotion with it. Um, When someone you love is diagnosed with dementia, you know that they are going to be taken away from you. And you know that the process is going to be slow and it's going to be a painful one. But I did not realise how painful it would be to experience this at a younger age. So for a little bit of background, my dad was my best friend. So growing up, I always turned to my dad with troubles. I always relied on my dad. He was kind of there for me through every single step of the way of my life. He has always worked away from home, so I didn't get to spend a huge amount of time with my dad growing up. It would be evenings or mornings or weekends, and we absolutely cherished those times together. We went on many family holidays. My family were the ones that introduced me to Disney World, and we did lovely trips to Disney World, which I'm so, so thankful for. And yeah, my dad was just a hero in my life. There was a time when I went to a kid's birthday party when I was younger and obviously it was one of my school friends and my mum came to pick me up early and I was really confused and obviously at that age you don't want to be leaving a a kid's party early because you want to be there for the party bags for the cake and all the fun stuff and so it was a little bit weird that my mum had got there so early and when I got in the car my mum told me that she had to pick me up because the house opposite us was burning down and my dad had gone in to save the people that lived there and I remember just thinking at the time my dad's insane He's the most amazing person. He is Superman. I actually thought he was a superhero because 
Back then, all I knew was Spider-Man and Superman who would run into burning buildings to save people and do all these crazy things. So I was convinced my dad was a superhero. He put everyone before himself, so much so that we used to think he was a bit of a martyr because everyone came before him. He didn't actually lend much time to himself, which is really upsetting when you look back on it because he deserved to give himself as much love as he was giving out. Dad always struggled with depression and that's something that I'm aware of only because I did a documentary with him when I was at university and he opened up about his depression during that stage. My dad's a fucking legend in my eyes. He's written books, he's written sitcoms. He was just the most creative and ambitious person and the person I am today is all because of my dad. He taught me everything I know today. He taught me all about music, films, comedy and I just thought the absolute world of this man. I thought there's nothing he can't do. He's the smartest man in the world and he just knows the answers to every little thing in this world. So as you can imagine, my dad was absolutely on a pedestal for me. He just always knew what to say. If I had a bad day, he'd give me such a huge pep talk. When I went through a bad relationship, he was there to pick me up at the end of it and just show me how much an important person I was, which is just everything every girl needs to hear, I believe. I just, I think he shaped me into the woman I am and I am so, so grateful for the upbringing I had with both my parents. They were just amazing and I feel I chose them in a past life and they've taught me every single thing I need to know in this life. So when dementia came along it completely destroyed my family. I truthfully have never been exceptionally close to my mum. We've always rowed a lot and butt heads a lot and my dad was always the middleman that would make sure everything was okay and make sure that we got along and he'd be the mediator all the time. My brother and I used to fight a lot growing up, but you know, at heart, we are just, you know, a loving brother and sister. I have to say, this is one of the hardest things I've had to do because it just, it's so difficult not to cry throughout the whole thing and not feel so upset and talking about this is very triggering. So when my dad was diagnosed with dementia, as you can imagine, my whole world fell apart. In 2014, I was working at a job that I simply did not enjoy. It was something that just didn't bring me happiness. And my dad had always taught me that money was nowhere near as important as happiness was. So I decided that it was time to take hold of my life and do something with it that made me happy. So in 2015, on January the 16th, two days after my 22nd birthday, I decided it was time to go and travel around Australia. So I left and I got to Australia and my dad was with me every step of the way, making sure I was okay. During my time away, my dad and I had a few arguments where I'd get so frustrated, I'd hang up the phone. And on one occasion, I hung up, uh, my mum called back straight away and said, you need to sort this out. You cannot have this argument right now. You need to sort this out. And she sounded a little bit frantic. She sounded really serious. And I, at the time, put it down to the fact that I was halfway across the world and my mum just didn't want anything bad to happen to me or him while I was away. And then one of us be upset that something had gone wrong. I had no idea that there were fears about my dad's health at this time. When I was working on the farm in Australia, which was probably around March, April and May, I had gone to see a psychic in Mission Beach. This psychic was absolutely incredible and everything she's told me so far has come true. But the most important thing she said to me when I was in that room is that my dad was stood behind me with his arms folded, facing away from me. And she said, it seemed like he'd become distant from me and something wasn't right. There was something wrong with my dad and something wrong with our relationship. And he was far removed from the relationship I'd previously 
previously had with him. And she said, in front of me was my mum, running backwards and forwards frantically, wondering if she was making the right decision. This really confused me. I had literally no idea what this could mean. So when I left, I called my mum and I said to her, mum, this psychic just said this to me. And my mum just broke down and she said, I can't believe that this woman's got it so spot on. And she said, something's wrong with your dad. We think it's a brain tumour. We don't know, but he's changed. He's not the person he was. And it might be the medication he's on because my dad did have a very serious condition called cluster headaches where he'd get headaches that were labeled suicide headaches and they were just absolutely awful. And he was on all sorts of medication for it. And and this is something that we thought maybe at the time was affecting how he behaved. And my mom at the time was wondering whether she should sell our family home. And she wasn't sure if she was making the right decision. And she was feeling lost and alone because she didn't have my dad's support at this time because because he was just not himself at all. And if you remember what I said earlier, my dad was like a superhero. Like he would do anything for anyone and he always put everyone else first before himself. He never ever thought about himself first. It was always family, friends, anyone else in need would come before him. And so my mum doing this house thing all on her own was very unordinary. My dad would always be there supporting her. But every time there was a stressful situation with the house and figuring out whether they should sell it, my dad would go out for a walk and leave my mum on her own which was not like my dad so we knew something really wasn't right a couple of months later I came home and I was only home for about two weeks to get my US visa before I moved to America so when I was home I wanted to catch up with a few friends wanted to catch up with some family so I'd be in and out of the house and there was a day that I came home my mum was at work and my old house if you look through the lounge window you you could see all the way through the lounge through the dining room through the conservatory into the garden and I looked through and I could see my dad staring at the sky and I thought this is really weird so I went through the house, went straight into the back garden and I started laughing and I was like, dad, what on earth are you doing? I was like, are you good? And he said, I was just watching the pigeons. And I just thought that's really weird. And I laughed. I, I think I even said to him, I was like, all right, you weirdo. And I was like, we're going to go inside then. So came inside and, and when my mum came home from work, I raised this issue with her and she said, she closed the door straight away and she said, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. It's not, it's not him. That's not dad. He's got like, I don't know who this man is, but that that's not him. And because I was only there for a short amount of time, I didn't see it as much as my mum was seeing it. And on my last night there, we decided that fajitas was the dinner we were having as my farewell meal and my mum was at work so my dad was cooking and that was kind of a normal thing my dad was always kind of the guy that would cook he's a very good cook and always kind of took control in the kitchen so so I came downstairs ready to have dinner and my dad had set the table for just two people him and my mum anyone listening it may sound like an overreaction but I felt shut off because my dad would never do that again it was very out of character he would always lay the table for me too if I was there even if I was potentially not eating with them but with this being my last evening he knew that I was going to be eating with them and this was a meal specifically made for my last night so the table wasn't set for me and I said to my dad am I not joining you for dinner and he said no it's just for me and your mum so obviously I got very upset I left the house and I called my mum and I said why am I not invited to dinner I was like it's my last night and this isn't a nice way to leave it and she said well you are this is all for you so my mum got home and my dad then texts me and I still have the text on my phone which I can't look at right now because I'll cry <laughs> he said are you coming home for fajitas pumpkin and I said I'm not invited and he said you are it's ready now so I went back I had my last meal and I left for America the next day while I was in America phone calls with my dad became less and less they weren't very often when they were they would last probably one or two minutes because his attention span had completely dropped <laughs> And then a few months later, in December, he was diagnosed. 
phone calls became less and less frequent. He didn't speak to me on my birthday. He didn't speak to me over Christmas and things just became more and more limited. In August 2017, I came back to the UK and I decided that I would surprise my mum and dad and not tell them when I was coming back. So my brother, my brother's girlfriend and my best friend met me at the ferry port. And as soon as I got there, I just burst into tears. I didn't know why at the time, but I think every single part of me knew that my life was about to feel incredibly different. When I got back to the house, obviously it was a brand new house I'd never been in before. And I was about to meet a brand new dad that I'd never met before. There was a video that I filmed that I shared with people online when I surprised my mum, but I cut off the end when I saw my dad. It was so shocking to me how someone could have changed so much in the space of a year. It had been exactly 13 months since I'd last seen him, but I did not recognise the man in front of me. He said very few words and he looked more dishevelled, older, greyer, skinnier. He just didn't look himself. It looked like his soul had gone is the only way I can describe it. And every part of him just felt like it had gone. I found this really, really difficult. He had the same conversation with me. He had about three or four stories that he would say over and over again and it got frustrating and I got frustrated and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I really regret how I dealt with it at the beginning because I didn't know how to be with him anymore. I didn't know how to be with this stranger and I didn't know how to show him that I was there for him. And I hold a lot of guilt for that now. I hold a lot of guilt for the fact that I didn't give him everything I could have given him. And I feel weak for the fact that I couldn't be as strong as he would have been for me. His decline was extremely rapid. Over the next year, so two years from diagnosis, he was a completely different person. Even a completely different person in the second year than he was in the first year. It just happened so, so fast. And the most heartbreaking, cruel thing with his type of dementia is the memories remain the longest. The things that go first are his personality, his emotion and his empathy. And those are the things that you want in a person. Those are the things that give you an inkling that it's still a person. The memories are there, but it's someone that has your memories that you don't recognize anymore. And that's the most painful thing about this form of dementia. And it's something that I never, ever expected to ever have to experience in my life. My dad changed so, so much in those two years and he became very, very difficult to care for. My mum had to get in carers as he would leave the house very frequently and we would try and keep him in the house, but it wasn't easy to keep him in the house. If we had to try and keep him in the house at night, he would try and break out of windows. He'd turn up at my mum's work and my mum's a fitness instructor. So he'd be in the back of the classes distracted it which everyone understood and everyone was very kind about but it was very difficult with my mum as she was getting complaints at work. It was just a really really hard time for my family and none of us knew how to handle something so new and I feel really nervous saying all of this because I don't want to be attacked for not knowing how to care for someone with dementia but it's something I've never been taught how to do and it's something I never expected to do at the age I was. It was really difficult to see my mum lose her husband and our family just unravel because growing up we were a picture perfect family. It was my mum, my dad, my brother and I. We went on family holidays all the time. 
We spent weekends doing family activities and every evening we could, we'd watch films together, we'd laugh, we'd play games. And it was a very happy upbringing that I had with my family. And when this happened, I just felt like all of that had been torn away piece by piece. My brother and I fell out quite a bit and so did my mom and I. And at a time when we all should have been so close, the pain that we all felt pulled us apart and it was really, really difficult. When my dad was first diagnosed, I felt so bitterly angry to my core that someone so amazing that had done so much for people was having this happen to him. He'd fought so hard not to get dementia after his dad had had Alzheimer's. He learned Spanish. He kept his brain extremely active and the career he had, there was no way his brain wasn't used every single day. And so for this to happen to him and at such a young age, it was absolutely heartbreaking. And I just felt so angry. I dealt with this so badly that I would just get angry and flip out and get so stressed in any situation that was even slightly inconvenient. And then after that, I just suppressed it. I pushed all those feelings to the back of my head and I just didn't think about it. Even when I'd go and visit my dad, I wouldn't think about the fact that he had dementia. I separated him. It was dad and Kevin. Dad was gone, but Kevin was here. But I didn't mourn dad. I just pushed it away. I just pretended it didn't happen. And for a while, and even recently, I felt as though I never had a dad. That all those memories had never existed. That the person that he was, the superhero, never existed. I completely shut everything off in my head. I turned it off. I turned down the noise. And I just progressed with my life and acted as if everything was absolutely fine. And this, as you can imagine, is one of the worst things you can do when you go through grief. And one of the worst things you can do when you go through an experience like this, because you don't deal with it and it will come back and it will bite you even harder. And recently I had that moment where I suddenly noticed that there was this hole in my heart and this shelf in my head that was getting a little bit too full. And it had taken over a part of my personality. It had completely taken over the happy, joyful, hyper part of me that people know me for. And I'd started becoming way too serious. I'd started becoming a little bit too negative and then recently I realized what I'd done and I realized that by putting it in a shelf in the back of my head I was doing such a disservice not only to my dad but to myself and to everyone around me and I'm starting to work through it now and it is still a working progress and all of this is still going on it's not over yet it's nowhere near over yet and with COVID being a situation that it is right now it's so difficult because I really want to see my dad but I'm unable to see him at the moment because he's in a care home and every day he's declining a tiny bit more and it gets me so nervous that by the time I see him once all of this is over he'll be completely different to the man that I saw when I first came back here. If you still have both your parents in full health then I really urge you to spend more time with them to record videos of them talking telling you stories laughing just taking pictures of them because the worst thing for my family is that my dad was the man behind the camera always. We've got tons and tons of family videos which is probably an explanation of why I feel such a need to document my life online because it's how I was brought up. My dad always, I suppose, vlogged us and our our family trips, our birthdays, our Christmases, our Easters. Any occasion my dad recorded because he wanted something for us all to look back on as we grew older. But my dad was never, ever in the shot. My dad was always behind the camera. You didn't face the camera towards yourself like we do now. And so I'd so long to watch footage of my dad talking, to have footage of my dad laughing, of my dad with us. And I don't have any of that. And it breaks my heart that I have 
very very few pictures of my dad and I together that aren't ones of me when I was a baby so I really urge you to take as many pictures and videos with your parents as you possibly can so that you've always got those to look back on and I want to end this on a note by saying if you're going through anything similar please know that you're not alone and that every single feeling you have is completely valid and never feel bad for the feelings that go through your head because we're only human and it does get so so difficult and sometimes people won't understand the emotions or the feelings that you're going through but they aren't wrong those feelings and those emotions aren't wrong that's exactly how you feel and you need to allow yourself to feel and I also think it's important to reminisce about your loved one to tell stories and to let their memory live on it will help you and it will allow you to have that person live on in your mind exactly how they were before they got dementia or alzheimer's thank you so much for listening to the podcast today this is something that is so incredibly near and dear to my heart and something that i just think is so important to talk about and again if you are going through something similar just know that you're not alone i'm always here for you and there's so many of us that are going through this it's important to talk about it it's important not to shelve it in your brain and to know that eventually things will get better this pain is temporary and slowly you will come to accept what's happening in your life and be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and remember if you don't laugh you'll only cry